The school is out, which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show on 101.9 Hi FM. Thank you for choosing Hi Kids on Hi FM. My name is Jonathan Bricker and I'm 10 years old and I'm your host for today. This is Hi Kids for Kids Buckets. So coming up on Hi Kids today, I'll be interviewing Harry Sideropoulos. He's a comedian. So stay tuned to 11.9 Chai FM. Get ready for a very interesting show on Chai Kids today. You're listening to Chai Kids on 101.9 Chai FM. This is Chai Kids for Kids Bar Kids. My name is Jonathan Breaker and I'm your host for today. Good afternoon, Harry. Good afternoon. I'm so happy to be back here again. How are you, my boy? Good you sound fantastic on the radio. Thank you. So when I got the phone call from Mandy and she said, I've got to come to High Kids, I said, I'll, just, I'll, I'll come. I'll do it. What's that word again? What's that phrase? Greek? Grapes? It's a, ta- it's a tongue twister later yeah, today if you want to do it. Yeah, I'm going to. Tr- Greek grapes? grapes grow, grow great. great. Yeah. Greek great. Oh, Greek. Gre- oh I, can't, I can't do yeah, that. Oh, right. I'm going to practice and try again at the end of the show. Okay. <laughs> um, what is it like being on the radio? The Rude Awakening on 94.7 with Sam Cohen and Jeremy Mansfield. I don't even think you you were definitely not born then. How old are you now? Ten. Ten. You weren't born. I left the radio about 14 years ago, and it was fantastic because it was the biggest breakfast show in South Africa at the time. We had 1.2 million listeners in the morning. And it was hard waking up at four because I had to wake up at four so that I could be at studio at five. And I overslept many times. I did because I'm a night person and because I used to do theater at night as well. I sometimes did oversleep. But it was the most amazing experience which launched my career because being on radio meant that I had a platform to promote myself and to promote the work that I do in my comedy and my music. How long did you do it for? I did it for five and a half years, uh, but it felt like a, <laughs> it felt like a lot longer than that. And it's hard when you've got to, you know, you've got to wake up in the morning and you've got to be funny. And sometimes, well, you know, you're on radio, so you know yeah. now. Sometimes you don't feel like doing it. Yeah. Sometimes you just feel like a bit, oh, a bit naffy. Mm. And you've still got to get up and you've still got to make people laugh. Yep. Are you excited to be back on the radio today? I love being here on Chai. It's like my family. I come here. I've, I think I've been here twice already. I'm looking at your mom. I think I've been here twice already this year. Um, and it's, uh, I just love being here. So I, I, when I get asked by your producers and by the team here at Chai, I just, I can never say no. So I'm, uh, I'm very happy to be here again. Is 94.7 radio station a Chai FM radio station? Is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what, it's not, it's changed a lot. It's, um, I think the, you know what happens is with, I'll tell you what the, the challenge is when you, with commercial radio is that you, um, you have to please the investors and the advertisers and all of that kind of stuff. So although there is a lot of similarities because you've got advertisers and they want to make sure that they're happy, it's a lot more difficult. You don't have the freedom that you would on a community radio station to kind of say the things and do the kind of things that you'd like to do. You know, the comedy that you want to say, the music you want to play, you have to follow very strict uh, systems that are in place. We know you are a proud Greek, but you have also been called an honorary true. How did you get that nickname? I got that nickname... First of all, I've got to tell you that when I drove in, 
your security guard saw my ID number and then he read it. He says, Harry Sidralopolovitz is here. And of course I just, I laughed because that is just, that is just fantastic. It's such a Freudian slip. Um, <laughs> he just made it Jewish. Uh, it's a community that is very close to my heart. Also because as Greeks, we have so many similarities. And, um, I think the reason why I have this very strong affinity to your community is because my first, for those of you, for those who have seen my show, the whole Megillah, where I talk about my history with the Jewish community. My first ever teacher in nursery school was a Jewish teacher, and her name was Mrs. Udakin. And then the headmistress of the of the of the Greek school, Seheti school, was Mrs. Janks, and she was also a Jewish teacher. So for me, my immediately my uh, my my early memories of your community is was in at at nursery school at a Greek school with Jewish teachers, <laughs> and they showed me kindness and they showed me a lot of love and. Um, and ever since then, I've always had a, an affiliation. And most of my friends are Jewish. So uh, that sounds like a book. But um, they really are. Most of my friends are Jewish. I think we have a lot in common. We both talk a lot. Both your people and my people, we talk a lot. <laughs> Tell us about the time you saw tablecloths at Shul. Ah, yeah. you are very well read. You're very well. Where did you do your research? Um, my mom. <laughs> what is that? What are they called? Talus. A talus, that's it, a talus. It was, you know, it, it's, it's, it was on, it was on Saturday. It was on the, the Sabbath morning. Am I correct? It is a Saturday, yep. right? And I just, I walked in and there were just, you know, 200 men wearing tablecloths <laughs> and I was looking for my friend and I couldn't find him. And he says, no, no, just come in now. Yeah, you know, there'll be a, we'll have a seat for you. No problem. Just, you know, just come up. And I walked in and all I saw were these tablecloths, which looked very nice, by the way. I thought I would like one of, you know, in my kitchen. And of course they backed out laughing and <laughs> that was what I called uh, your talus. <laughs> Here's the thing, if you come in the night, you only, you only see one man wearing it. Yes, that's the big yeah. boss. That's the rabbi, am I correct? <laughs> no, that's the chazan. The oh, chazan is that the chazan? Uh, li- the, ah, the guy who leads the singing. Yeah, yeah. You see, I do know my stuff. <laughs> yeah, yes, do. I know my stuff. Definitely do. Yeah. What is your favorite kosher food? Um, don't laugh. But they have got kosher marshmallows and they sell yeah. them at Oakland's. I'm obsessed with them. I'm obsessed with them, and I love kosher buravos. I go to the strip and I buy my buravos from the what is it? What's the area called? Um, of the strip. Where's the strip? Sandringham. Sandringham. Thank you. Where the, the old edge home is. Right? Am I correct? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next, across it. Is it across, across it? So that is where that's where I buy my kosher buravos, and I tasted kosher buravos with my good friends the Bayaks when we were in Nurtuk Beach. Eight, nine years ago. And ever since then, I went, what is this? is amazing. And they went, this is kosher buravos. So in my home, I only only have kosher buravos. So I go to Sandringham and I buy my kosher buravos. I'm closer, so I might be able to see you once. Uh, you are you closer to that? Yeah, I'm quite, we're quite close. We live quite close. Okay, well, maybe I should place an order for you so that at least I can come and collect it once a week with all my other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite Jewish holiday? Um, I tell you, can I, let me start with which one it isn't. It's not Pesach because that is a lot of, you, by the time you finish the plagues and by the time you eat that first egg at half past 10, quarter to 11 at night, I'm dead from hunger. Um, but I love the Shabbos. I love Friday dinners. I love that. Uh, and I tell you why I love it. I love it because it's the one time in the week where the family gets to be with the family without computers, without telephones, 
And it's just about coming together of family and loved ones together at a table every Friday. And that's how I grew up. I grew up where every evening we would, you know, there were no phones back then. And of course there was TV, but my father and my mother always insisted. They said, you are not watching TV. We are eating now and we're going to sit and talk. And that's how I grew up. I grew up around a kitchen table having dinner with my parents and my sister and we used to talk. And what's with technology now, of course, everyone is so obsessed with their telephones and their iPads. Yeah. And yes, he says, yeah. <laughs> and um, so for me, that, that Friday Shabbos dinner is a very important one because it's when the family gets together. And that I, I love the significance of that. Okay. Here's one thing. Yeah. Pesach is my favorite hug. That's something I can tell you. Okay. And but that's because you like doing all the plagues and all the reading and all of that. No, not really. You get to eat matzo all the time. You get my, you get my Bubba's favorite, um, famous Canadian luck soup. I know, but the thing about the matzo is that my best thing is I love, uh, challah and I can't have challah over that period. I love challah. Like I love challah out of the oven challah. And, and I can't have it on, and I don't, and, and matzo. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not convinced on matzo, but don't judge me on that. I'm just not convinced on matzo yet. You're going to have to do a bit of a hard sell on matzo <laughs> for me. I remember I was with my friends this year um, yeah. on a trip about Pretoria. I said I was eating. I was I was basically the only one eating the khala. I said I could live on khala. I was so hungry. I forgot. I forgot there was other food coming. I thought it was the only. I only love khala. Are you crazy? That's the best food in the world. Yo, yo, yeah. I did say I can live on it. Yes. Because it's food. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your new show, No Sugar Candle, Please. What was it all about? Okay, that wasn't the new show. That was the, my first show that I ever did. But I performed that in Miami uh, two years ago. So uh, 17 years, uh, 2000, and, in 2000. It was, uh, 19 years ago, I wrote a play called No Sugar Candle, Please, which was about the love of food. And that show ran for six years. It did very, very well. And then... Uh, I get this phone, and then I performed it in Toronto and in Montreal, and then I get a phone call from a producer in Miami two years ago, and they said to me, we're doing this festival, and we'd love you to be part of the show, and uh, part of the festival, and I took the show, and I staged it, and it was amazing, but we changed the title, because they don't have Candorel there, so we just called it Sugar and Cream. And it was very, very successful. It was well received and we did three performances in Miami and in a little city, in a little town called Vera Beach, which is just on the, out, on the outskirts of, it's about an hour outside of, it's basically an hour outside of President Trump's, um, oh, okay, Mar-a-Lago, um, resort. Okay. Tell us about Harry Chabalala. Margaret, well, you have done your research. <laughs> so it was, uh, a, a political satire. So you know what satire means. No. So it means that we, 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 we make a commentary, a, a political commentary on the country. And not only just on the country, mm-hmm. just generally on the world, but it was a show where we took the, the, the current situation of South Africa and the realities of some things in South Africa and we, we, not, we didn't do a mockery of it. It's called satire. So we, we, we made a running commentary using comedy. Um, and it went very, very well, but it also upset many people. And I think that always happens when you're dealing with anything that's political. You'll learn that the older you get. Um, but politics never has, um, politics always creates, uh, uh, distance between people because it's different opinions and people believe very strongly of you know of their beliefs structures and it was a show that ran for two seasons two years over two years at the johannesburg civic theater and um 
And I had a lot of fun And I played 11 characters Oof. In full makeup Of which three of them were uh, women <laughs> uh, One of them was Mrs. Leibovitz In full makeup uh, I played uh, Sibon Gile, this magnificent African jazz diva. And then I played a guy called Bongani. Um, and then I played a Greek man and I played a Jewish man and a Lebanese man. I, I played an Indian <laughs> man. It was, it was great because I got to do a lot of character work. <laughs> Tell us about the show Hairspray where you played Edna Turnblad. Was it, was it weird playing a lady? It was. So that was the Broadway musical Hairspray, and the movie version was John Travolta. Have you seen it? Nope. You must watch it. It's a lot of fun. And I had to play a woman, um, and it's hard because I had to perform wearing high heels. I had to wax my eyebrows and my chest, and I had to wear wigs. The bottom line of this is, and I'm going to tell you right now so that you know this growing up in your life, that being a woman is very hard. And when they look fantastic in the morning, best you compliment them because they've worked very hard to look that good. I have never worked so hard to try and attempt to look as good as that ever in my life. And I got bad back problems because I was singing and dancing with a three and a half kilo wig and high heels. So bottom line, when your mom looks good, tell her because she's worked very hard to look that good. <laughs> He liked that. <laughs> tell, us, tell us about my mom and dad's favorite show that you did, The Whole Megillah. The Whole Megillah. The Whole Megillah was a show that I wrote um, inspired by my 27, I think it's a 26 or 27 year friendship with uh, a very dear member of your community um, and her husband, Adrian and Robin Bayak. And it was my stories of, it was the, the Greek experience. It was a, the Greek experience, through the eyes of a Greek, the Jewish experience. So all these years of Shabbos and Pesach and all the Yontavs and Bar Mitzvahs and Bat Mitzvahs and all those stories, I decided that it was just, too hilariously funny not to share. So I wrote that, and um, we staged it with Gina Schmuckler, who's a, a director and one of the members of your community. And I'm very proud to... So we did it for two years, and I'm very proud to announce that next year that goes on tour. It goes overseas. So I'm going to go and visit all your friends and family who left South Africa and are living a life of no chutney and no biltong. I'm going to go and show them the show. Okay, on that note, let's take a song break. Song break. We'll be back soon. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids Bar Kids. My name is Yonatan Bricker and you're still listening to the Hi Kids Show on 101.9 Hi FM. I'm still trying to get this Greek... Grapes, 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 with our interview with Harry Sideropoulos, I'm going to remind you what the tongue twister is. Greek grapes. Ah, oh, you got grapes. Greek. <laughs> you, see, yours, you got Greek. Greek. So it's a Greek. Okay. Greek. Greek yeah. gr- I can't do it. Greek. Greek. Pause. Grapes. Greek. Pause. Grapes. Grapes. Ah. <laughs> Greek. Grapes. Crow. Great. <laughs> Thank you. And I have a general knowledge question to challenge your thinking. What is one of the 
oldest mountains in the world. So send an S- send your SMS to three four five one nine or WhatsApp to O six one eight nine five one zero one nine. I've Harry Sidoropoulos in studio with me. If you have any questions for him, you can send an SMS to three four five one nine or WhatsApp to O six one eight nine five one zero one nine or call O one zero one four zero three zero two zero. Now let's carry on with our questions. I believe you are doing a new show at the end of the year. What is it about? Mm. So I've started a whole series of pop-up theaters where it's called, uh, we, we refer to it as the pop-up theater, and I find a location in Johannesburg that isn't a theater, and I turned it into a theater for two, two, two periods in a year. One was now in June, where I finished my new comedy seriously, and the second show is in November, which is my new musical. It's called Feeling Good. It's the song by Nina Simone, the very well-known song, Feeling Good. And it's a song, it's a show, excuse me, that um, we're turning this whole, we're turning the Kilani Country Club ballroom into a beautiful uh, venue with music and musicians. And it's all the music of the golden era, long before you were born. It's the music of the 50s and the 60s. At some of the music of the 40s, it's French, Italian, um, it's the Frank Sinatra, it's the Dean Martin, it's uh, Natalie Cole and Nat King Cole, it's uh, French singers called Charles Aznavour and Edith Piaf. So we've taken all those magnificent songs of the golden era and we are reinventing them. And then I'm taking pop songs, pop songs by Lady Gaga and by... Um, by Eminem, and we are turning those into big band swing and into um, kind of electronic. So we, we're playing with the genre of the classics, and that's my new show. And it runs for two weeks. Um, the tickets are only going to be open uh, in August, and it's called Feeling Good. Do you do your shows by yourself? Uh, or do you have a team of people that help you? So, of course, we need a team. I conceptualize the show, so I know what I want to do in the show, and then I put together my creative team. So I'll choose my director, I'll choose my crew, I'll choose my performance of this show. I'm performing with people. I'm performing with other singers, so we're going to do auditions. And then we create the show, but this is even more exciting because we're also creating a theater. So now the theater is going to have a different look to what the theater looked like in June. So now we're also designing what the space is going to look like and what the food is going to be. So we had, we also have food outside. So now we're going to rethink what food is going to be. So for me, it's very exciting because it's not just the show, but it's every aspect of the show. I think try and make the food kosher then, like Jewish people come because Jewish people, like lots of them, they come like, like your shows, but like they're going to like this, but there's food then. Like we always get disappointed because the food always looks like amazing, but we can't have it because it's but not kosher. But you can't have it, it's kosher. The it's only thing kosher, that I can yeah. do is I can do, because you see, I'm not, uh, uh, although I love food, um, I'm not under the Bethden, which means um, the food well, maybe that you can ask like, so someone the, to cook for you. So my dad, might. my dad can cook well. Yeah, well, we can talk about this. We can have this conversation because I must say my food is marvelously good. I must say. And I have learned how to do Mediterranean Greek food kosher. I've done it at friends' homes. So, like, I know that a leg of lamb, you can't have a leg of lamb because that's not kosher. So, it's the back. So, we'll use the back of the lamb. Or we'll do my spinach cheese pie. Um, and we use the kosher cheese. So, I, I do know. I absolutely know. So, thank you for that uh, feedback. We will, I will take it back to my honorary committee <laughs> and we will discuss it. 
Which show was your biggest? Like the most amount of people who watched the show? Uh, I think it was uh, it was a show that I produced many years ago called Big Band Blast, and it was with an eighteen piece orchestra. It was with a twenty four piece ensemble cast, and we had one thousand two hundred people a night, and it ran for six weeks, and we were sold out. So basically, in the first week, in the first season, I think it was seen by forty two thousand people. Ooh. Yeah. Have you won any awards for your work? I have. I've, we've got the Naledi Theatre Awards. That's what the awards are called. And I have won three Naledi Awards, and I've been nominated either three or four times. <laughs> you have a very cool speaking voice. Have you done any shows with singing? Yes. I do a lot of singing voice, and uh, I like to sing jazz, and I like to sing swing, and I like to sing. I like, I'm very European, so I enjoy French music and Italian music, and I've sung in Hebrew. It's a hard, it's a hard language. I find Hebrew and Arabic very hard to sing. Arabic. Mm, I've yeah. no idea what one word in Arabic it's is. It's very hard because they, there's different sounds. So first of all, both of them are different alphabets, n- number one. Number two, the sounds are, there's three or four versions of an A. So we've got A, apple, A, alright. Yeah. But in Arabic, there are four, three or four different Ways of pronouncing an A, oh, depending wow. if it has a, a little comma on it or an A. So it's quite complicated. But but I love singing in other languages, and I love music. I'm obsessed with music. I start my day with music. I go to sleep with music. <laughs> I love music. What type of accents can you do? So I'll go, can I give you some examples in yes. see if we can do that? Yes. Can you do an American accent? I can do an American. I can do um, Tennessee. Afrikaans? Where you... Oh, yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, sometimes you got to understand that uh, uh, there's nothing better than flesh. I don't think you could do this one, but Boy. Mexican. Oh, no, I'm terrible. I don't even know how to do Mexican. That's <laughs> Neither a good, do I. <laughs> I don't even know. I can do, I can do... Jamaican? Yeah, man. That's about <laughs> how much I... I can do, I mean, I can do the Italian. easy ones. I can do Italian, which is... Uh, as, uh, they're, they're Italian. They speak like this. They like to draw out, uh, and they add air uh, in between the sentence. Um, what else can I do? Is, uh, Israeli, Israel. I want, I want, I want, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not good with Israeli. I'm not good with Israeli. I'm not good with Israeli. But I enjoy accent work. I do, I like, um, I do, um, I do a lot of voiceover work. And when I was in Athens, I did some lovely, um, animations for Pixar, but in Greek, because remember, all those Pixar movies get translated into all the different languages, yeah. and Greek was one of them. Okay, I think in Pesach, you did you this year, you went, you did like a show somewhere. I can't remember, like at a yes, hotel I did. Or I went to the. Oh, it was ridiculous. I got. I, you know why I say it was ridiculous? Because my no, Jewish where friends did you called go? me. Where did you go? We went to Pilgrim's Rest. Yeah. And I had friends of mine who invited me for sh- for Pesach and I couldn't attend because I was going to the Pesach retreat, which <laughs> is, uh, my, my friend looked at me and went, Harry, I'm Greek, I'm Jewish and I'm not at the Pesach retreat and you're at the Pesach retreat. So yeah, that's what I did this year with uh, Rabbi, um, uh, Ari Kivman and his lovely, uh, Robertson. Um, I had two of my friends going there. I want to ask if you know them. Do you know Cole Matthews? He was yes. one of the kids there. 
They were there on the first night when they were doing the quiz show and they were Googling everything. Yeah, he said like in his Google. And I said they could do it. And I was quite impressed. They managed to answer all the questions bar one, all on Google. All, every single question was answered on Google and they won. Okay. And you also know Penny Sassoon. Yes, of course. Of course, and I'm and I'm very uh, very uh, a big fan of his family and his mom and dad. Um, I've I've cooked for them in their home, so it's been uh, it's a uh, as I said, it's a beautiful special community. Been kids, four kids, kids. My name is Jonathan Brick, and I'm ten years old. Thank you to my guest Harry Sideropoulos for coming on Kids, and thank you to my producer Mandy and Craig for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Kids show on your 101.9 Chai FM. Goodbye, kids.